Welcome back, guys. Mighty Thor cast coming at you. Just like Crazy Cooter. I don't know if you guys know Crazy Cooter. You don't know Crazy Cooter? Bro? I know Crazy Cooter. Oh, okay. That's always what he said on the CB. Crazy Cooter uh-huh. coming at you. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, so there's our uh, obligatory uh, pop culture reference of, of the episode. If any of you guys want to know who that is, just email us and I'll, I'll tell you where that's from. You uh, have tuned in, downloaded, found us, caught us, been given us just in time to listen to episode 18 of the Mighty Thor cast. Uh, I am Ed, and with me as always is... Terry. And the two of us try to host this thing every couple weeks and talk about some Thor books. Love us some Thor. Tonight on tap we have issues 121, 122, and 123 of the 1952 volume of Journey into Mystery. Or volume one. But first we have a little feedbackage here to, uh, to throw out there. Mr. Rick Hansen writes, Hi guys, I like this show, but the audio is a bit uneven. Yeah, I've been noticing that here lately too, Rick. I'm working on it though, sir. I listen to podcasts at my work desk, so whatever my opinion of the content, which is good, the audio has to be solid for me to hear it. I might have already sent a message to this effect before, so ignore this if I have. No, I don't believe you did. might have thought you wanted to, but you never did until this one. Just downloaded the episode 16, so I'll be checking it out tomorrow. So, I do know that this one, 18, 17, and 16, we're using a different setup from what we initially started with. 15 might be one under this new setup also, and that's why he's noticed a difference, unevenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I have noticed is that Terry comes through louder on my monitors than I do. Um, I suspect that's what Rick means by uneven, but I'm not sure. But it, it is a work in progress. I have found that out, and I'm, I'm working to try to fix that, folks. Also, we have an email from Way. Way says, hello again. I'm just writing in because in episode 17 you commented that you found it interesting that when told that the son of thy heart was in trouble, Odin immediately knew it was Thor. There's a simple explanation for it. Other than Thor being Odin's favorite son in the myths, at this point in the Marvel verse, Thor was also the only son born of Odin. Thor is the product of a union of love between Odin and Gaia. Like I said, in the comics, for or or Jord in the myths, I guess Jord is the female's name, Odin and Jord. While Loki is adopted, not out of love, but out of fear or pity, depending on the writer at the time. You later find out that comic book Odin also had a child with Frigga, though in the myths he was five with her. Frigg, and one more with the giantess, Grid. Oh, he had five with Frigg, 
and one more with Grid, and one with Jord. So he was quite the... Uh, Active. Yes. Yes. He had much libido. Yes. Yes. The spear of Odin was mighty. And let's move on. Okay. The adoption is generally given one of two reasons. Adoption of Loki, that is. Either A, Odin felt pity for Loki and took him in, or B, Odin already knew at this point that Loki was going to grow up to lead the giants against the Asgardians during Ragnarok and wanted to try to prevent this from happening by adopting him. Mythologically, it's typically reason B. Odin thinks that by taking Loki in as one of his own, he can prevent Loki from hating him enough to cause Ragnarok. Much of what Odin did in the myths was in an attempt to prevent Ragnarok from happening, but only caused it to happen instead. There are many examples of it, though the adoption of Loki is probably the biggest. Examples of reasons for Ragnarok. Another would be when Odin, knowing that Fenrir was destined to kill Tyr, has the wolf chained to a tree, which resulted in Tyr losing a hand to the wolf, which weakened him and caused him to lose against Fenrir in Ragnarok. In the comics, the reason for the adoption tend to change with the writer, but still tend to remain more or less pity or fear, or strategy if you prefer to see it that way. Maybe a mix of the two. Odin's marriage in the myths to Frigg was mostly arranged and out of necessity. They regularly cheated on each other, he with Grid and she with his brothers, V and Vili. And his union with Grid was in lust, not love. So even in mythology, where Odin had seven sons by blood and one by adoption, and even assuming that Odin came to love them all, Thor was the only son that was born as a result of love. I don't know if that's where Lee was going with the line. I don't know how much research he actually put into characters, but from a mythological standpoint, it makes sense. I hope that helps. Well, yes, it does. Yes. Cool beans. Thank you, Way. And uh, the, the big word that Way kept throwing out there, Ragnarok, uh, that is a war between Asgardians and the giants that inhabit one of the other realms of Asgard that ultimately destroys all the Asgardians and in turn ends up destroying Asgard. Marvel has taken that to mean as a guardian life is cyclical. So it's the Ragnarok cycle. It has happened multiple times. Um, happened here just a little bit ago, right before this current volume of Thor that we're reading and, mm -hmm. and they're recovering from that. I know that, uh, and this may be one of the few times that you hear this reference on a Marvel podcast, but in D.C., uh, Ragnarok occurred, and the result here on Earth was World War II. Oh. The Nazis were the Asgardians. Everyone else was the Giants. Okay. As far as the representation of, of what happened here on Earth, so... That's, that's the way they wrote it in. What has happened since, I don't know. Uh, Asgard and the Asgardians and Thor and whatnot are not a big deal over at DC, so I'm, I'm not sure how they handled it. 
All right. The first book up this evening will be Journey into Mystery, issue 121. On the cover, we have The Absorbing Man. Pressure. Literally laying the smack down on Thor. Yes. He has given him the people's backhand and sent Thor flying. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the second pop culture reference there. Yes. The people's backhand. Okay. I didn't mean to slip that in there. <clears throat> I was going to try to limit it to just one. Although... The people's elbow, yes. And if you want to know what that is and you don't just email us. Or actually, you might be able to Google that one and get away with it. All right, the first page inside. The power, the passion, the pride. We see Thor and Crusher battling as we left them off last issue. Crusher has absorbed uh, the properties of, a, of one of the nearby buildings, so he looks like a, a man made of brick, as does his ball and chain. He and Thor are going at it here until uh, Crusher wraps the ball and chain around Thor's hammer and rips it out of his hand, at which point Crusher turns into Uru, the metal that the hammer's made out of, and attempts to wield it against Thor, but the hammer starts acting all funky because it's trying to return to Thor as it is enchanted to do by Odin. And Crusher ends up throwing it back at Thor with all of his all of his strength. And Thor realizes, wow, that thing can really do a lot of damage if I were to hurl <laughs> it as hard as I could. So he dodges the, as hard as he can. <laughs> yeah, rather than trying to catch it or anything, I'll let it calm down first and then I'll get it. So without his hammer, uh, Thor attacks Crusher. But as he attacks Crusher, Crusher is absorbing... Thor's Thorness, his strength, uh, but not necessarily his character, his strength. Uh, and we do see a reference here of something that I had, f a book I had forgotten about that we need to get in that came out about the same time, maybe three or four issues before down here. Thor Annual Number One. It wasn't a Thor Annual, it was Journey into Mystery Annual Number One. Mm -hmm. Came out in 1965. So right around this time, probably an issue or two before this, that's why they're making a reference to it. It probably is still on the stands. Mm -hmm. That's why they're doing this. Uh, so that's one that we need to pull out. I had set aside somewhere else and hadn't um, seen it, so I had forgotten that it was there. So we'll need to add that to our, our list of books that we want to talk about. Very much so. Um, Thor and, and... Because apparently it has Hercules, Hercules in it. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. And I, and I like Hercules. That's that's three. Oh, okay. Three references there. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it does. And as Thor and Crusher are fighting, Thor's hammer finally decides that it's going to come back to him. Unfortunately, it's embedded itself into the building, or actually Crusher embedded it in the building. And it rips out part of that building as it comes hurtling back to Thorn. So it hurdles, you know, several hundred pounds of brick wall at Thor in returning, distracting him and giving Crusher a chance to kind of 
move off a little bit and regain his his bearing, his breath, think about what he's going to do. Because even though he had the strength of Thor, he did not have the fighting know-how. So Thor was still whooping him. It was just taking a little longer. Mm-hmm. We cut to Asgard and we see Loki messing around freely because the um, wizard... Ularic. Ularic has... Uh, Loki has... Uh, actually put him in this vessel and lowered him down into the floor and then we find out in this issue sealed the floor over him. Mm-hmm. And he's in a trance too. So, yeah, he's in yeah, a medically induced coma as it were. Um, Balder comes to check on Loki and sees you know, that Loki's busy. He asks where Ularic is and Loki gives him some song and dance. Dance about, you know, he's off doing Odin's stuff. Go talk to him if you want to find out where. Balder goes on his merry way. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Thor is trying to uh, catch back up with the absorbing man who, during his temporary respite in the fighting, has uh, touched, uh, absorbed portions of many buildings and so is now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, roughly seven stories tall. Whereas Thor, of course, is not even a story tall. So we see that the um, absorbing man also has the ability to add matter to his mass and get bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we would have guessed that. And this particular page is the first full page drawing that we've had in any of the books it's a full page spread so it is but he did do that once before when we first met him remember when he attached himself to the ground and started absorbing the wood and the tree and all was that a full page or was it half no i'm just saying that he grew oh yeah you're right he did grow grow, he grew much much bigger so i guess he can do that discretionarily or something. Yeah, he, he must decide that that's what he wants to do when he touches something. Because later on, you know, we'll notice that he makes himself go back to normal size, and uh, he can do that voluntarily, too. Right. So. And not only that, but he turned back to flesh. Yes. Did it, so. so anyways, now he is made out of concrete and steel. Uh, I'm not sure what that mixture would be called. Con-steel? Steel-crete? Steel-crete. Yeah, I don't know. So he's fighting an absorbing man made out of that, and the absorbing man punches him basically. And and uh, as as he's punching him, Thor has reared back and he strikes him with the hammer at the same time. Thor physically loses that battle and gets thrown away that that punch and gets thrown, uh, catching himself with his hammer on a building. He uses it kind of as a like a grappling hook kind of thing, but. We see that Crusher Creel has hurt his hand. That blow from Thor did indeed injure him. So we know that Thor can't hurt him in this um, giant kind of form that he has. Crusher reaches over and decides he's going to help tear down a building that's being demolished and gets a bunch of the steel infrastructure and balls it up and throws it at Thor. Thor, again, swings his hammer and shatters the ball into thousands of pieces of 
shards and slivers of steel flying all over the place. So the absorbing man decides that he needs to shrink and reduce himself out of the uh, so-called cloud of, of metal shards so that he can see and also so he's not hurt. And here is what Terry was referring to where we see him shrink and become human. Well, when he does, almost like he was waiting for him, Thor attacks again. And they wrestle around a little bit. We see that Jane is watching the, not the battle itself, uh, although we find out it is nearby, but she sees the um, fire and police trucks going there to keep the citizens away find out that she's being held uh, pretty much against her will by a masked man. And as he leaves, she tries to get out, but he, he doesn't let her. He has gotten her and is keeping her in this apartment nicely. She's not being mistreated or anything. She has all the food and comforts and everything she could want. Uh, but we find out that, that this masked person is holding her there for a reason. Until you get the idea of reading until something happens, mm -hmm. but he doesn't, she doesn't, whoever it is, doesn't say until what happens. Cut back to Asgard. We see Loki checking on Ularic to make sure he's still asleep. He, uh, Loki sneaks around checking out, finding out that a lot of the Asgardians are resuming their daily tasks, going back out on patrol. Odin is so relaxed that he's, uh, enjoying games, which looks like he's um, falconeering, whatever it would be called. And um, Loki mumbles to himself that now is the time for him to take over, and they'll, they'll all regret it. One quick little mention of the Norn Stone that Thor dropped uh, a couple issues ago. Mm -hmm as still being active as far as storytelling, so that obviously is going to play a part in something. Thor and Crusher still fighting. Thor tricks Crusher into touching a, a plate glass window, and he turns into glass, so then Thor proceeds to chase him around, trying to just smack him with the hammer and shatter him. But Crusher manages to get away and touches and locks himself in a steel safe. You know why he gets away? Because Thor's not allowed to hurt a human. Oh, he's afraid to, to kill him. And so Thor, even though he wants to hit him with the hammer, he can't hit him with the hammer because that would kill the human. I guess. I mean, That's what he says. I know they talk about it, but look how hard he's hitting and he's throwing the hammer. and I mean, But he's missing him. Yeah. Um, Thor rips the door off the safe. It's a, it's a big walk-in safe in a bank. And, uh, again, starts to waylay Crusher. The two of them go through the wall of the bank back outside. Crusher turns into something. Can't really tell. They don't say what it is. Probably stone from where he touched the wall cement where he was on the ground something like that and he's advancing on Thor but Thor at the last minute seems sees a small child about to 
get in the way and, and stops to save the child. And when he does, Crusher smacks him with his wrecking ball from behind and seemingly knocks him out, jumping for joy and stating how great he is for having defeated the mighty Thor. Um, let me flip back here to the front. The creative crew was Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, Vince Coletta and Artie Simic. Jack Kirby is listed as the illustrator and Vince Coletta as the delineator. <laughs> so. so that means we go straight into 122 because this is a never continuing story. Yeah, man. This has been quite a big arc. Yeah, this here. Crusher Creel thing yeah. has been quite big. And we start 122 with where mortals feel fear to tread. And we see Odin on the front cover with Thor rushing in because he sees Crusher Creel standing in front of Odin menacing him. Yeah, it looks like maybe Crusher's getting ready to attack him or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our first page shows Crusher being all, I'm absorbing all your strength. I have my strength and then I have your strength. But yet I can't seem to beat you. And Thor's like, no, because you're just a mortal. So they're fighting and Thor is much too quick for him. He's not really landing any blows because Thor is, is managing to dodge everything. But yet he can come in and pound him a good one because he says he has the knowledge of fight. And he has valor, whereas Crusher does not. All he has is strength. Kind of like Crusher's doing all this stuff, and Thor is like floating around, dodging in, getting a whack, like dodging a butterfly back out. Sting like a bee? Yeah, something He's like that. He's doing his little Ollie impression? Yeah, I guess so. Yes. I guess so. Thor Ollie. Yep. And Thor tells him to just yield that he cannot win. And we switch over to Asgard, and we see Loki watching. And Loki says, well, I'm going to have to do something. I, I've given Crusher all the strength that I can, but I can't give him the valor and the heart that Thor has. But this is just a setback. I, I have more plans ahead. So he, he's decided to put the, the, his next step of his plan in motion. And he is going out to uh, using the machine and sending out a ray to Earth because he has, he has decided it's time now to bring Crusher to Asgard, bring his power there so that he can use that power to defeat the gods of Asgard and take over. So while Thor and Crusher are fighting, and Crusher is about to give up, it seems to me, because he's cowering a bit here. Yeah. He's had just about enough, but all of a sudden there's that flash of light and he totally disappears. And Thor realizes that that's the phenomenon. Help me, honey. Phenomathon. Phenomathon. Phenomenon. Yeah, phenomenon. Okay, sorry, the the yeah the the print, print quality is not is great on these books. Too good. It is the attractor beam of Ubarik, yeah, and that phenomenon. means that his foe has gone to Asgard. But suddenly, the building above him explodes, and he looks up, and there's a woman in the window screaming for help and screaming his name, and he's like. No, it can't be. But is it? I've, he's been looking for Jane Foster, and he sees her features everywhere. So he goes up to help this woman, 
picks her up and says, Lo and behold, only be praised, it is Jane, his love. But she's been injured, so he has to call on Dr. Blake. So he pounds the hammer and turns into Dr. Blake. And at that moment, a flashbulb goes off, and we find out who the hooded, mysterious hooded man who's been holding Jane is. It turns out that he is our ace reporter, Harris Hobbs, who has been waiting this whole time to have proof of the secret that Thor and Dr. Donald Blake are one and the same. So then we go back to Asgard, and we see Crusher arriving in front of Loki and telling Loki, well, nobody called, tells me I have to be anybody's slave because Loki's telling me I'm your master, I'm the one that's given you all this power. And Crusher's like, I don't care what you say, nobody's going to bully me, and let me just show you. Well, Loki sends him to the great Arctic deep freeze, and, of course, he's turning into snow because he's the absorbing man. (laughs) And he says, "I, I won't be able to bear this. I will freeze to death. And so he says, I, I bring me back. He's got to bring me back. And Loki does and says, see, I showed you. I am your master. How come he didn't melt there and turn into water? I guess he switched back to human, human too fast. Form, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. But Loki's like, and I can do that anytime I want to. So Crusher's like, okay, I'm your man. I'm your boy. I like that. He says, I'm your boy. I'm your boy. I'm your boy. Yep. So Loki takes him out of the Lark lab out into Asgard and everybody's like, what are you doing? What are you doing out here? You're supposed to be in there working and who's this with you? And Loki's like, do not speak to me because I have all the power. I have this weapon and I shall dethrone Odin myself with this power. And Crusher's like, yeah, leave my man alone. I'm his boy. So there's a big fight. All the um, Asgardians go after Crusher. And, of course, as they fight him, he absorbs their power and gets more and more powerful and defeats more and more of them because as they keep coming after him, he gets more and more powerful. And finally, somebody smacks him with a mace, and now he's a living mace. Looks kind of cool, too. He's got all the horns he and got stuff. spiky. Yeah. Spiky. Call him Spike. So he's mowing through everybody here. And finally, Loki says, it's time to go after Odin. Well, at that, we switch back to Earth, where we see that Jane is in the hospital, and Dr. Donald Blake is telling her everything will be all right, just rest. And Jane's like, well, I know, if if you're here now, I'll be fine. And (gasps) And the nurse comes to get the doctor because someone needs to talk to him. And she's like, you've got a strange look on your face. Where are you going? And he says, don't worry about it, honey. Pat, 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 pat. Everything will be okay. Button nose. Button nose. Everything will be okay. I've got something I have to do. You just rest. So he goes because he has to go talk to Hobbs, who is trying to blackmail Dr. Blake slash Thor. And he decides to go see him as Thor, God of Thunder. A little more menacing that way. Much more so. I'm telling you. So he goes to find Hobbs to tell him that there's, there's no game playing here. Just give me the picture. I will make you forget everything, and we'll go on from there. And Hobbs is like, well, I don't have it with me because I know what you would do. And Thor gets very mad and starts to strike at him, and Hobbs is like, you can rage all you want. I know you're not going to hurt me because I'm a human. 
He said, that's true, but I can show you something. So he spins him up in this wind vortex and takes him to the past and says, I can drop you here with the dinosaurs and leave you because I will not be causing your death. What happens to you after I leave you is not my fault. And Hobbes is like, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So then he takes him to the future and shows him that Earth is about to be destroyed, but all the, everybody from Earth has already left and gone to different stars to live. And, and he's like, no, don't leave me here, don't leave me here. So he's like, fine. He, he takes him back to Earth as we know, as he knows it, and says, I'll, I'll spare your life, but I cannot permit you to keep that picture. And he said, fine. I, I'm grateful that you've been so generous and if I vow to destroy the evidence, will you grant me one favor? And Thor says, if it's within reason, then yes, I will. He says, take me to Asgard. I swear I'll never reveal what I see. You can even erase it from my memory. I just want to go to Asgard. Well, Thor has to go to Asgard anyway, because that's where Crusher but has they're, gone. they're not supposed to bring mortal stuff. I know, and I really was kind of surprised that he did it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really not understanding that, Mr. Lee, about why you did that. But I guess it was just to have a spectator for what's about to come. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. So we go back to Asgard, because Thor has agreed to take Hobbes there. But as we go back to Asgard, we see that the absorbing man is still fighting what's left of the Asgardian soldiers. And Loki's saying, we got to get to the throne room where we can defeat Odin. And so they're, they crash into the throne room. And Odin's like, what? is this and who do you think you are and Crusher's like is that all I gotta be just that name right there that's okay so Odin being Odin takes his mighty staff and shoots a cosmic bolt at Crusher who is, of course absorbs the cosmic bolt becomes one and becomes with one with it bolt. and shoots it back at Odin and says, let's see how you like your own medicine. And that's the end of this issue. Yes, it is. Ooh, ooh, rather... Uh, Spine-tingling. Cliff, cliffhanger-ish. Yes. Yeah. So then, in the longest arc of Thor history... Which uh, continues on in uh, issue 123, 123 now. I'm telling you. And we see um, Thor with a host of characters on the front of the cover... There's Crusher, there's Odin, there's Loki. Yeah, we, we haven't seen We haven't that seen one the before. Witch Doctor yet, but he's on the front cover here. So we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get introduced to him in this book. And the title is While a Universe Trembles. So on the first page, Thor is getting ready to go to Asgard, take Hobbes with him against his better judgment. And Hobbes is wanting to take pictures the whole time. He's the intrepid photographer reporter. This book is also by Lee Kirby, Coletta, and Simic. Yes, the same four. Same four. Getting, getting to be pretty consistent with their creatorship there. Yeah. So, the, but the sight that he beholds is so awesome, such a spectacle, such magic, that he forgets even about taking pictures. Well, He's just at, in awe. Look at that. That's and this, a, this a is a wonderful, this is, by. this is a half pager and it shows the rainbow bridge with Thor and Hobbes walking across it. And it looks like the whole universe underneath it floating. There's, there's planets and different masses. And then you see Asgard in all its splendor there in front of them. 
with just magnificent buildings, so I can see why he was a little yeah. amazed and bemused. So Hendel is not on the bridge. Hendel's always on the bridge. Mm, yeah. That's that's his post. I wonder what's up with that. He's yeah. always on the bridge. So they go into the city itself, and there's no one there in the halls. So Thor is starting to get concerned. And they finally enter into Odin's outer room, and there's the guard, half of them laid out, some of them picking up some of their fallen men and, and trying to carry them off to be fixed. And they're telling Thor, there is something here. It's, it's some strange mortal man. Well, Thor knows who it is immediately because he's followed absorbing man here. So he knows what's going on. And they say, yes, and Loki is the one that brought him here. Of course, Thor already knew that too. Sorry, technical difficulty. No, no. Oh, oh. So now they tell they tell Thor that they have gone into Odin's chambers. So Thor, with much anger, says for Odin and Asgard, he's forgotten all about Hobbes. He's just wanting to go see his father and help his father because he knows what a foe Crusher is. And he knows his father doesn't know that the absorbing man is going to absorb everything right. and use it back at him. He knows his father doesn't know that yet. So he sees that Odin has hurled the cosmic bolt and that absorbing man has thrown it back at him just as Loki had planned. But what he didn't really realize was Odin's a pretty smart cookie and he absorbs the cosmic bolt back into his scepter so it doesn't hurt him. But it makes him quiver with most regal rage. What, what kind of scepter? Scepter of uh, Supremacy. Supremacy. The scepter of supremacy swallows. Nice alliteration. And Crusher's like, that's all right. I don't care. I got more things I can do to you, you white-haired square who tries to impress me by gargling a lot of $5 words. I like that one. I had to throw it in there. And the Lord of Asgard says, I fight with more than words. With a single, single gesture of my scepter, I subject you to the force of a molecular cyclone and... Thor is over on the side going, don't do it, don't do it, Dad, stop. But it's too late. It's already happened. And Odin's like, everybody stand back. Because even this, this molecular cyclone could even hurt you, Thor. Everybody has to stand back. But it's too late. So at this point, we switch back to the jungles. Of uh, Vietnam, I think. It's an Asian word. jungle. But wasn't it Vietnam? I do believe that, that he where went the stone, to in that issue. Yeah, where the stone fell. Yeah, when he was looking for Loki's stones. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. yeah, he got them all but one. Yeah, he dropped one of Loki's stones yeah. in Vietnam. And we see this 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 group of soldiers out looking for the witch doctor of the local tribe. The communists take over the area must be foiled must not be foiled by an ignorant painted savage. Well, we see the savage down in the bushes, and he's wondering why his gods are not helping him to get rid of these invaders and he just wants a token of their of their support and right at that moment the stone falls from the heavens above and yeah. lands right beside it falls from where it was already on the ground but it says the enchanted stone levitates itself at random oh i see so it has levitated itself and come back to this place and the witch doctor picks it up and immediately has all this power and strength. Oh, traveling thousands of Earth miles in one single mystic journey. So maybe they're not in Vietnam anymore. Yeah, could be. 
to be. So he stands up feeling the strength and this power, and the soldiers were like, there he is, and they shoot at him, and he catches their bullets. And he tells them that they must leave his homeland. Their tyranny is over. And he tells them they shall never more subjugate his people or enslave them. And they run in fear, of course, because he's a very powerful man now. He is now. And he realizes it's the stone, and he says, He who holds the stone can rule the world. I am meant to conquer, and I shall not fail. So that means a Loki stone has much power. I guess so. We switch back to Asgard, and we see Cyclone Crusher still there. Thor has been trapped behind some wall matter from the cyclone, some wall and spawn or something, and he's trapped in there. And he's begging his father to let him fight. And Odin's like, I can take care of myself. I am powerful. I am the Odin god. So while he's trying to use his destructive devices to hurt Crusher, Thor's like, Dad, you don't understand. The more you do that, the more power you give him. So he finally extracts himself from the wall. And Crusher's quite glad because he wants to defeat both father and son. He wants to, to, to kill them both. And Odin just tells him to hush. He said, do you, you think you want to be the master? He's telling Thor, just, just sit. The play's not over. We're, we're, we're working with this. Loki comes in and says, now you see. Now you see my plan and how powerful I am and your time has come. It is time for you to give up your throne, Father, and give it to me because I control the absorbing man. I have all the power. I'm the one who is triumphant. And Odin is like, I can't believe this. And Thor is like, I can't stand it. But Odin hands over the scepter and says, fine. Evil one, take it. Let it be yours. Well, Crusher can't stand that. He's like, I've been the one doing all the work. I'm the one with all the power. So therefore, I am going to be the one with the scepter. And he grabs the scepter. So they're standing there fighting over it, trying to decide who's going to be the one that's in charge. And Odin is, I think, kind of laughing. Mm-hmm. And Thor's not understanding. He's like, let me go after him. They're disrespecting you, Father. Let me go after him and get your scepter back. And Odin's like, no, I'll just stand back. I'm not through yet. Wait. Wait till you see. So while they are struggling with the scepter to who gets power, Thor, Odin is like, you'll notice neither one of you can let go. Because that's what I've, I've given the scepter, the control of not letting either one of you let go. And you notice both of you are becoming weightless. So here they are floating around in the room, both of them attached to the scepter, not being able to let go. And Odin's like, you thought I was a fool. I still have all the power. And he hurls them up into space. He said, you will serve. The bestial mortal mortal shall serve you, Loki. And you will have freedom from my rule as endless space beckons thee. And he throws them up into space. And he says, your journey shall last as long as I say. And he tells all his soldiers how proud he was of them for fighting and being valiant. And he tells Thor that he was proudest of him because he held back and did what his father told him to do. And then Thor remembers that he brought Hobbs up there. (laughs) Poor Hobbs. Poor Hobbs, who is knocked out over here and missed the whole thing. 
And Odin's like, I can't believe you did this. I was, I was just so happy with you, son. And now you have brought a mortal to Asgard. I can explain. It's okay. And Odin's like, whatever. Just get him out of my space. Take him away. Go, go back to Earth. So Thor's like, we have to leave. And Hobbes is like, but I just woke up and I want to see everything. He's like, I'm sorry. We have to go. So they get back to Earth, and as we get back to Earth, we see that this great witch doctor, with all his power, has come back to his village and has broken down the door, the, the, the entry gate into his village. They are his people, but they are afraid of him because he's got so much power, and he wants them to see his power. He kind of wants to scare them because he wants to dominate them. He wants them to know... I'm on your side, but you have to be subjected to me because I'm all powerful. And we have, and I have a plan and we're going to take over. And as he's telling them about the powers of the stone, the stone seems to be taking him over more and more and he's getting even more evil and detached from who he may have been before. And then we cut to Thor and Hobbes arriving back to Earth. And Thor, of course, is making him forget everything, taking his memory away. And Hobbes is like, well, what happened? Did we go anywhere? I asked you to take me to Asgard. Did we go? And Thor's like, sometimes, some nights in your sleep, when you dream, you think it's merely a dream, but part of it is real. And that's the end of that one. So we know that sometimes... Coming soon, we're going to see the Witch Doctor battling uh, Thor. Yeah, probably next issue. Probably next issue. And uh, But at least this Crusher Creel thing is over for now. I'm <clears> sure he comes back later, too. I just wonder if he comes back with Loki or if they find a way to separate. Knowing Loki, they find a way to separate. One comes back and then the other comes back. Hmm. So... Uh, What'd you think? I enjoyed these these this this long arc. It's it's been interesting. It's kept my I like I like one shots, but I also like that. Well, what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing of the arcs. So I've liked it. I liked it. It was very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I did too. I like. I'm liking the fact that everybody, all the creators, are the same. So mm-hmm. there's consistency through everything it looks the same it feels the same it you know to me that adds to it um i liked here lately that kirby has been given more room to draw some mm-hmm. half page full page spreads uh there for a while it was his art was uh, penned in by the the formula of, of multiple panels and you know stuff like that wouldn't have wasn't a standard nine panel, but it was, you know, five or six panels mm-hmm. uh, with an occasional. But here, the last couple issues, there's been some half-page and, and full-page Kirby art, and that's that's always good. The more Kirby art you can get in, the better the book is going to be, I think. So, okay. Um, next episode, we have on tap issues 124 and 125 of this volume of Journey into Mystery, which are the final two issues. 
issue 126 is the first issue of the first volume of four. Oh, cool. So, and um, those two, Journey to Mystery and the current volume of Thor, 2007 volume, issue 620.1, because Marvel is doing this point one thing with a lot of titles to try to give people a place to jump on, uh, new people. And that's interesting because the last storyline, or the current storyline, isn't really over from what I can tell. So, so um, if you do uh, want to give us any feedback, you can email us at themightythorpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up at the website at comicbooknoise slash Thor. We have a fan page on Facebook where we post all the episodes as they come out. And I also post news tidbits about the uh, upcoming Thor Loki animated movie and some uh, Thor movie news, which is coming out in May. Can't wait. And... uh, iTunes, uh, if, if you guys have a chance um, and you use iTunes, leave us some iTunes reviews. It helps other people find us, makes it a little bit easier to search for us. And um, a little bit of coolness, uh, today on Twitter got an invite from another podcast to talk about the Thor movie uh, after it comes out and all of us have seen it. So that's that's kind of cool. not going to go into too much information in case things just don't work out. I don't want to, you know, make anybody look bad or, or anything like that, but we, we have been invited to, to uh, come on another show and talk about the Thor movie, so as that gets closer, hopefully we'll be able to announce the who's and the when's and where's, but that's sometime in May after we've hopefully seen the and uh, I guess that that wraps it up for this episode. That's for me. Okay. All right, guys. And uh, I'll sneak the peek. We do see the demon. In the next we do? Okay. Yes. And Hercules. 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 Yeah, which reminds me, I need to pull out that annual and we need to talk about it. Maybe we'll try to add a fourth book next episode, but that'll make it a little bit longer than what it has been. We'll have to. We'll just have to see. Okay. So. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Keep it up. Uh, Everybody, feedback when possible. iTunes reviews when possible. Facebook fan page uh, all the time. So we will talk to you guys in another week or a couple weeks. We're still planning on doing some special episodes, but the timing and planning just haven't worked out quite yet. But we're we're still wanting to do those. Uh, Next week... Actually, as we sit and do this Wednesday, next Wednesday, the next episode of Thor comes out. So probably within a week, week and a half, we'll have the next episode up with the last two Journey into Mysteries and then that, that issue of Thor. So be on the lookout for it. And we will talk to you guys another time. Bye. Bye. Bye.